This episode of the Damage Guild podcast is sponsored by Loners, a dwarven dark fantasy audiobook for fans of high adventure, gritty action, and irreverent humor. Visit audible.com or amazon.com and search Loners Dwarven Fantasy to get your copy today. Previously on the Damage Guild podcast. He whacks you across the room and you go flying against the wall. I stand up, dust myself off. I'm just going to take the defense action. I will attack with my magic short sword. The whole statue lurches forward before collapsing to the ground. The skeleton of a dwarf wearing rusted armor lies slumped forward in a chair. On its left wrist is what one might describe as a bracelet. (sighs) I'll put it on. Should we tell them that we found the bracelet or not? Couldn't he just look at your wrist and be like, "That's that's the bracelet? you were talking That's about? The bracelet. <laughs> if we really wanted to be safe, we sent it to Murney. You hear Osarm call out, like, we're upstairs, sitting in this room filled with boxes and chests. Did you find what you were looking for? We did. Uh, we, we did. We did indeed. It was nice working with you guys. I bid you all safe travels. We bid you the same. Many thanks again for your help. And may Embestil protect you. I hope that Kavaki makes you strong. I know you guys bought that holy water, but, like, are we really in shape to fight the horde of Quagoths? Ah, uh, we are not. You are correct. Hmm. Or any of the monsters along the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's true. Well, if at least, Osorm, you guys could, like, not unhook the rope up at the top when you get there, that'd be great. <laughs> that would be awesome. We'd really Thanks. like it if the rope was still here when we wanted to climb. I have no plans to take your rope. Thanks. Uh, well, what do you guys think? Should we just give up on it? Should we give up on our dreams? No, we don't have to give up on our visions. Are we in a rush to go anywhere? We could take a long rest. Right, yeah. so we need a long rest. I need to reattune. One of us needs to reattune to the bracer. You're still attuned to it. One of us needs to put the bracer on. We gave it to yeah, Bernie to identify. To, yeah, analyze. Well... Well, let's let's look in the satchel and see if the, in the time we put it in versus now, which wasn't actually that much time. Mm-hmm. Uh, True. It was a few hours, I think, of walking. Yeah, a couple hours. Well, one way to find out. We open up the satchel. Is it in there? <laughs> I'm going to roll on whether he has checked it or not. Uh, okay. Yes. He has not checked, so it is still there. Okay. Ah. Uh, I also removed the note because I feel like... That note without the bracer make a lot less sense. <laughs> would be very confusing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I will stash the note because we may use that later, and I will put on the bracer. The bracer. Armband of Altoria. Mm. That's what it's called? It is now. That's what I called it. Okay, uh, we'll write that down. I mean, it's kind of the most generic thing. That's what you know of it. it it's an armband, yeah. and it was Altoria. <laughs> Guys, I, it's like the coolest item ever now. It is. It is a pretty cool, awesome item. In my inventory. Should we find a place that we've rested before to go rest? I think we should just rest right here uh, by the obelisk below. Where in the, the open? Like, where there's daylight coming in. Yeah. Seems good. There's not many, like, enemies around this area. Like, well, I think Asla was suggesting maybe we go above ground and then camp. But I think camping here or camping up above either is fine. We're, we're going to be in your tent, right, Chaba? Yeah, yeah, it, it may be safer to go up, I guess, but that's a long climb. I'm really tired. <laughs> well, the safest place for us to camp is where we killed everything, actually. <laughs> it's a few yeah. hours to get back there. Okay. Yeah. Back into the wyvern there. Oh, it's that far away? Yeah, yeah we walked oh, for a while. Goodness. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm, I'm down for camping down here. I, I think it's also maybe worth us going up where the scariest things we're going to find are not armies of kobolds or quagoths in the middle of our rest. There were some cockatrices up there last time, at least somewhere nearby. Yeah. There were what? Cockatrices. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. So there are dangerous things everywhere, potentially. Yeah. Yeah, let's just sleep down here. We'll, we have good visibility from at the bottom of the hole looking mm-hmm. out to the other things, so let's just stay here and and keep watch. Yeah, maybe we just find like a ruined building nearby and get the tent set up in the ruins so that we're at least somewhat concealed. Protected, yeah. Could we just sleep inside of the stone of darkness? Sleep inside of the stone? I don't think we can make ourselves that small, Tukas. No, no, no. I mean inside (laughs) of the shadow stone's aura. Uh, yeah, but we're like under the moonlight now. 
or the sunlight. No, I mean, if we go with your plan and go hide in one of the buildings, it's not going to be in the light. Yeah. Yeah, we could do that. I mean, you won't be able to work on your gems or tinker tools because you can't see. It's quite all right, Shaba. I'd rather we are safe. All right. Okay. We do that. And it's actually really convenient because, like, it'll be easier for us to sleep in artificial, magical darkness. It's true. Totally. Why have we not thought to use it before when we can't? I don't know. I don't know why we haven't thought of this before. <laughs> you can't exactly keep watch when you're enveloped in darkness. Right. Right. Well, one of us steps outside of the darkness. Then that defeats the purpose of having the darkness in the first place because we're <laughs> visible again. Yeah, maybe we don't need to keep watch if we're in the darkness. Or maybe we should anyway. Maybe this entire discussion is a moot point and we should just move on. <laughs> Probably. Let's take our long rest. Yes. Where we are. Sounds good. Long rest. I'm doing it. Okay. Take long rest. Take the long rest. You rest successfully. Yay. <laughs> We're good at resting, guys. I forgot that I get my uses of bardic inspiration back after a short rest. You do? I do. That is awesome. Awesome. That's actually really good. Yeah. That makes us very relevant. Far stronger as a party. Just that alone. Alright, so yep. Back up to full everything except only half hit dice. Yep. I only used half my hit dice, so I'm good. Uh and then guys, last time we fought the Quagoths, we got owned. But I feel like they had mirror image last time and we didn't. So now we have mirror image. Well, they also made my shield hot. Yeah, we didn't like that. Yeah, we did not like that. I, I had to drop it. I feel like we should go teach them a lesson. I think we should, too. You are twice the level you were when you were last year. <laughs> we, like, almost got massacred, though. <laughs> mm-hmm. Maybe it'll be an even fight this time. Yeah, maybe. We did, like, barely escape with our lives. <laughs> Let's go find out. Well, can I ask the better question? I was fine with doing the long rest, because before we adventure more anywhere... It'd be good for us to be long-rested. Um, but I didn't bring it up earlier, and I probably should have. So Tokus is going to lay it out. What are you two hoping to learn from your visions? And who are you contacting? I want to learn whether my sister is truly safe and happy, and whether she has had any kids. Okay, so you want to check in on the family? Okay. Yes. Respectable, respectable. Uh, maybe worth risking our lives for. All right, Asla, what about you? Go. I also want to check in on family. Uh, at least I'm pretty sure that's what I told Thane last time. Um, my parents, whom I love very much and have not seen for many years. Oh. Okay. Must must be nice to have parents that are alive. <laughs> it's great. Like, there's nobody else for Tokus to look into. <laughs> yeah, it's it's great having a mother who's alive and you know she's alive, but you can't see her ever, ever again. Mm. It's a wonderful feeling, Tokus. <laughs> well, at least you better get where I'm coming from. <laughs> Although I guess, Aslo, you can't really reunite with them because you're, like, wanted and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. We all have troubled pasts, don't we, man? We, we really, we this all played the troubled past card yep. in this adventure. <laughs> only only Stripey had a happy childhood. That's kind of what leads you to a life of adventuring. Yeah. Because normal True. people don't go that route. Exactly. <laughs> normal people have stable jobs with income, and they contribute to society in a meaningful way. <laughs> I just wanted to know what we were risking our lives over. All right, guys, I'm in. Let's do it. As long as I get to wear the bracer. Yep. Which I uh, by the way, guys, do you remember when I tore up that small scrap of leather and gave you each a piece in case something happened to me and I didn't make it back? Could yep. I, by any chance, have those back? The goat ball, as I recall? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Um, I don't know. I kind of like it. I think I'm just going to keep it. Oh, well, at least you still have it. I thought maybe you had, like, thrown it away. Or... <laughs> oh, was that what I used as toilet paper the other day? Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> no, here it is. You can have it back. All right. Thanks. You can have my piece, too. Thanks, Tokus. I really appreciate that. I feel like I just need some extra scraps because... Did you get your scrap back from Stripey? Uh, yes, I did. The one he ate? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't get that one back. But I don't really have anything directly that was my sister's. So, that, like, we used to play goat ball together, so I feel like maybe the memory of playing goat ball with my sister combined with this leather scrap might actually do something, but I don't know. Mm, what are you going to use, Aslo? Uh, oh, I have, um, you know, I have I have my memories. <laughs> you you don't have a conduit? I mean, he did, didn't use anything when contacting Felmendar. Mm. That's true. Well, he just had his pure hatred. 
yeah, pure right. seething <laughs> hatred. Dude, he, he ran on emotion. Right, you were going to check in on uh, your sweet Nalia, and instead you decided to peek on Felmendar. Changed my mind at the last minute. Which was also seeing Nalia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. An interesting twist that was. Mm. Yes, I'm being brought back down memory lane many years ago that we recorded our first trip <laughs> into Ildrazar. Right? It's been like two years since we've stepped foot in this place in real time. Right? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Like, in, like, isn't that crazy? In real life time, the four of us first stepped foot into Thane's famous Ildrazar. Probably one of your best dungeons you've designed for this campaign. <laughs> And we're back. Two years later. And we want revenge. That's honestly, that's where I'm, I'm, Tokus is not so much fighting for his friends' memories and connecting with loved ones. <laughs> I'm here to get revenge on the Quagoths. Let's do it. You always were a giving person, Tokus. Yeah. I, I don't need to say this to you guys. I'm having an inner monologue right now. Okay. Yep. All right, cool. All right, we go uh, kill some Quagoths. All right, that's done. Now what? <laughs> this game is awesome. You roll a dice, and they're dead. Oh, I just natty twins. Yes. <laughs> no, I we wasted win. it. We win D and D. What a waste of a twenty. Uh, so you head towards the temple, you and Bastion. Get us into a hairy situation. Get it? Because they're because they're crackpots. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, there you go. There's episode title: something involving hair. Yep. Mm-hmm. Trivial Hirsute. That's one that I've been <laughs> that I've had in the, <laughs> in, the in the hopper for a while. <laughs> That's pretty good for this. This is trivial. Why are we Why are we risking our lives? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we go to the temple of Embastil. Yes, the Embastion. On your way there, you pass through the plaza, mm. where you also had an encounter that you ran away from. Yeah, we should not pass through that plaza. <laughs> we do that a lot, running away. Yeah. We should definitely avoid those ceiling dudes, the ceiling things. Mm-hmm. Mm, true. Okay, so you keep your eyes on the ceiling and try to stay away from any large stalactites. Yeah, why don't we just wall hug it? Like, why why walk down the middle of the plaza? True. No, well, yeah, but it could have moved, too. Yeah, they can get up and walk. Yeah, we stay away from any large stalactites. Yeah. Yep. We, we, we're looking up and like... Mm-hmm. So you make your way through the plaza and continue on. You can hear sounds occasionally of monsters growling and... It's demons, Tokus. It's demons. <laughs> what was the name of those stalactite monsters? I can't remember. Yeah, what were those things called? Is that a roper? Is that a roper? The ropers. Mm. Brutal. Yeah. Roper is the big one, and then the smaller ones are piercers. Oh, okay. Piercers. Okay. Those have some of the weirdest ecology in D&D. The ropers? Ropers and the piercers. They gradually grew into being different age categories of the same monster. It's like old D&D books that have cutaway side view anatomy drawings of the piercers and stuff like that. There's some weird stuff. <laughs> yeah. It's weird. Hmm. It's like the Pokemon of the D&D universe. Yeah. Because <laughs> they evolve. They poke-evolve. Yeah, right. So you can hear monsters growling and even some that sounds like speech, perhaps, of more intelligent monsters in the distance. But fortunately, nothing seems to be right around where you are on the path. So far, so good, guys. Yep. Moving right along. Eventually, after another several hours of walking, you arrive at the Embastion once again, and you can catch that familiar whiff of animal leaking out through the open door. It's like being in the ape house at the zoo. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. a real smell when you go in there. I mean, oh, like I love yeah. I love seeing the apes just like everybody else at the zoo. That's like one of the biggest attractions for sure they're just so much fun i just love the zoo in general the national zoo in dc is awesome we try we before the pandemic we tried to go there every year sarah and i it's a lot of fun so that's that's what we're hit with like that smell of beast yep yep yeah all right <sighs> quackoths <laughs> you just head right in we knock on the door first and announce our presence <laughs> i take out one of the bottles of wine from the the tote what? stone. No! And what? present it to them as a gift. As a but you've been saving that. Just kidding. I think we buff before the raid, right? Yeah, we def- this is definitely a raid, so we need yeah. a buff, for sure. Um, let me know right before we're ready to go in, so I can cast my buffs. Yeah. Yeah, like, I don't really have any buffs to cast. <laughs> I can make Stripey faster, and me faster. 
Oh, that's cool. Costs a spell slot, but I could cast Longstrider on our melee combatants. I could cast it on Aslo. Mm. That's pretty sick, actually. But it's a spell slot. Uh, should I cast Pass Without Trace on people? Uh, is that relevant or no? I think this is like a smash and grab, right? Yeah, it's a smash and pour holy water into the basin, <laughs> wait a while, <laughs> look into the basin, have a long vision then come out of it, and then leave. Okay. We know that we want to fight their casters, primarily. Yes. Right, we got to focus fire the caster. Mm-hmm. Right. They may have grown stronger since we last saw them. So I don't think we need uh, Pass Without Trace. Okay, yeah. Well, I don't have any relevant buffs unless I want to make some of us faster, and I don't think that's a good use of my limited spell slots. All right. Yeah. You have no idea how many of these things there actually are, either. That's true. Our guesstimate from last time was... Maybe a dozen or so, but between the the ones that we found sleeping inside and the ones that came in from their hunt. Yeah. Let's just go in guns blazing and make sure we get, like, you know, the jump on them. Then Shaba gets his special bonus for the first shot. Yeah. Yeah. Point of order, let's try to keep the uh, exit at our backs and not get, you know, surrounded. Yeah, agreed. And keep the doors open. All right, then, uh, right before we go in, I will cast Mirror Image. Yeah. Oh, that's what you meant by buffs. Yeah, I think that's the only relevant buff I have, too, so. <laughs> Unless you wanted to inspire everyone ahead of time. Ooh, that's true. Oh, that's true, yeah. Hand out some compliments. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll do that. But not Stripey. You don't need to compliment Stripey. Yeah, I don't, I don't like complimenting him in general, <laughs> if I can avoid it. Doesn't he have to understand your language anyway for it to work? Or? Oh, maybe. You could like give him a nice like back scratch or a pat on the head. That's true. All badgers speak pats on the head. <laughs> I feel like that's a uni- I, I speak that language. That's a universal language. It's like yeah. smiling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Tokus, you are you're looking lovely in this light, uh, the lack of light in the darkness of this cave. Oh. Well, thank you. It looks great on you. Yeah, I mean, us rock gnomes like try to look really fashionable when it comes to like, caves and dark places. Yeah. So, thank thank you. Yeah, anytime. I, I will mention that on my character sheet that I have, a bardic. Shaba, you have wonderfully concave temples. <laughs> concave temples? Oh, thanks. Yeah. I guess I do. <laughs> Never thought about it that way before. I was just noticing. I was just looking at you the other day thinking, man, those temples, those are fine. <laughs> wow. Wow, you really bring a whole new perspective to things, Asla. <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> and these bardic dies do have the new rules allocated, right, from the latest. They do indeed. Yeah, I'm going to mention that. Yeah, soon. so you can now add them whenever you cast a healing spell. You can add, you know, add the D8 to the healing or when you cast a spell that deals damage, you can add the D8 to that as well. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. That wouldn't apply to Hunter's Mark, right? It would not. No. Okay, the spell itself has to deal damage. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Yes. Wow. But I think that could count for things like his Thunder Arrow charge, wouldn't it, or no? No, that's it's not a spell. It's not a spell. It's a spell-like effect, yeah. I think. Yeah. Magic weapon. And I don't think you can even like add it to spike growth, can you? I don't think it works like that. I think we talked about that. Uh, yeah, we did talk about that. Yeah, the concept. It's if the spell deals damage when you cast it, right, oh, right, okay. right, right. So like, I could use it with one of my new spells. Yeah, mm. that I won't mention. Yeah, speaking of the lightning bow, I need to roll to see how many charges it regains after that rest, a long rest, uh, and it is all three. Nice. Yeah, we should also recharge our wands and such. I think the Wand of Web is at max charges. Yeah, if we haven't used it within the last day, then it is. The wands are full. Yeah, the wands are full. Wonderful. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> and with that, we grab the handle of the door to the Ambastion and throw it wide open. And with a boisterous shout, <laughs> we rush in, ready to face whatever awaits us within. Before we move on, I wanted to remind everyone that Jari Rockjaw, the legendary dwarven bounty hunter, is teaming up with his best mates for one last mission to destroy the evilest dwarf in the world. All he wants is a quiet life and a homestead to call his own, and the king of Akepia is giving him that chance. But is retirement worth dying for? Find out by listening to Loners, a dwarven dark fantasy audiobook available now at audible.com and amazon.com. Just search Loners Dwarven Fantasy... That's L-O-N-E-R-S, to grab yourself a copy today. You push open the door to the Ambastion and are greeted by the familiar scent of unwashed animals. 
At the moment, however, you neither see nor hear the Quagoths inside. They must be lying in wait. And this area seems relatively unchanged since you were last here. This is the room that has all of the murals, and then there are double doors in front of you. Aslos, I think you all should go first. Uh, we all say, thanks. I only have 57 seconds left on this spell, so... Well, you better hurry, then. Let's go in. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I kind of uh, rush forward. Not running, but weapons drawn, yep. moving quickly, and then you guys uh, we'll follow on a trail behind me. Mm-hmm. Wait, why isn't our tank going first? Because our tank is right behind you. You're a better tank when you have that spell active. <laughs> yeah. You're our tank because you're mirror imaged. All right, fair enough. <laughs> I uh, sort of rush forward up to the next room. You run into the next room and open the doors. Uh, give me a perception check. An 11. It smells stronger in here, but you're looking around and you don't really see anything. You think you might hear something coming from ahead and to the right, maybe around where they, they were eating last time. Mm. You might hear some slight movement over there. But the room right now seems empty. Uh, then I will continue ahead and to the right. And we'll stay right on his tail. All right, so you're moving to engage? Yes. Yes, hopefully. Tokus is on Aslo's tail, and Stripey's on Tokus's tail, and I'm on Stripey's tail, literally. He doesn't like that, I'm sure. <laughs> no, he, he very much dislikes. So you're just standing on his tail, riding it as he <laughs> runs forward, yeah. and you're riding it like a skateboard. Exactly. That's called callback humor. To episode one. To episode one, <laughs> which wow. I listened to the other day because I was getting my uh, I was getting my girlfriend Stephanie's older brother into the show. Oh wow! <laughs> no, actually, it was the youngest, but he seems like the older because the, the, he's huge. But anyway, <laughs> it's actually the little brother, but he was loving it. Oh, awesome! That's cool. Man, how far we've come. Yeah, he has an appreciation for like Lord of the Rings and stuff, so it was an easy sell. Oh, nice, easy, yeah. Awesome. So you're not trying to be particularly quiet as you run towards the noise. Not really. Just trying to make good time with this, with uh, these abilities. I mean, that's relevant when it comes to me. Yeah. My, my noise threshold is different than your guys. Mm. Oh, that's true. We, there's no point in us trying to stealth anyway, because you would ruin it. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't no shadow wandering no glades, okay? Right. <laughs> they, they know when I've entered the kitchen. Mm-hmm. You make it about halfway across the room when you hear clattering coming from the room. Sounds like bones hitting the ground. This is the main sanctuary that we're crossing right now? Uh, Yes, this is like the big worship hall with the broken pews and everything. Right, okay. Mm. A few moments later, you see several Quagoths emerging from the doorway, rushing out to greet you. Uh, You can't tell for sure how many there are, not until they all get into view. Oh boy. So roll for initiative. Oh, guys, I'm so pumped to finally get our revenge on these guys. I sure hope we are prepared this time. <laughs> oh, Natty Twins on the initiative. Oh, oh yeah. Without a rolling advantage. All right. 23 for Shab. 8 for Aslo. 16 for Tokus. And 18 for Stripey. I'm going to say that, Aslo, you've used up three rounds of your mirror image at this point. Okay. All right, fair enough. Shaba, you're first. The closest one is about 30 feet away from you. Okay. Um, Did we establish a protocol for if I wanted to delay my action until Stripey goes? Because we work a lot better in tandem if he is able to get into melee before I shoot. I don't think so, but he's going right after you anyway, so we could just swap your order. All righty. It's almost like you're one person anyway. Pretty much. He's just an extension of me. Fight is one. Yes. You're, you're also role-playing him as well, so you are right. one. Uh, oh, and don't forget, Jay, you have advantage if under certain circumstances. Uh, correct. Good call. Yes. All right, so Stripey is going to run up to the nearest quag, and he's going to take a swipe with his claws. With his Santa Claus. Oh my goodness, a natural 20. Another natural 20. Oh. Whoa. Oh, so that's a 25 Whoa. to hit. Oh, oh. That's going to be 4d4, man. Plus 5. That's like more than 3d4. <laughs> this is this is stripey history right? we're making right now. Yeah, 16 damage for stripes. Has stripey ever gotten a critical hit before? I don't know. Can't recall. Probably not. It's been a while. Yeah. Said 16? If ever. Yep. 16 damage. So stripey just rushes at the nearest Quagoth and starts tearing into its leg. Yep. The monster lets out a roar. Ha <laughs> ha. All right. Seems ready to respond in anger. Okay, well, before it does so... As opposed to responding in kind. <laughs> I hope they're not kind. We're, we don't intend to be kind to them, certainly. 
So as Tokus helpfully pointed out, I have advantage since that Quagoth has not yet acted. So I'm going to fire at the same Quagoth. I'll mark this dude, and then Stripey will take his follow-up attack after me. That's a 22 to hit. 10 damage. Bit of a low roll, but not bad. And then Stripey takes his follow-up, and that's a 15 for Stripey to hit. If that Quagoth is still up, he will do another... 12. That's a good little combo. You're yeah. being like a real ranger right now. Off to a strong start. I feel like that's hard damage to optimize. Like that half of you, like this this style of ranger that you're mm. playing. You and Stripey just shoot and bite this thing. And <laughs> it looks like it's already about to drop. All right. It's barely hanging wow. on, but it is hanging on. Oof. And it looks very upset. Uh-oh. <laughs> so quick mental math, 16 plus 12 plus 10, that's 38. These guys got a lot of health. So let's plan on them having, like, low 40s, probably mid 40s, maybe each. Okay. Oh, don't say that. Thane's going to change their health. <laughs> <laughs> Stop being Mr. Smarty Pants. Keep in mind, I tend to roll for every monster. Exactly. So. That's what I was going to say. Thane has been known to actually roll uh, their hit dice and ta- instead of taking the average. He's he's the <laughs> meticulous d- DM. It's, right. it's it's in his nature, but it's also why we love him as yeah. our DM. <laughs> and, as a, and as a human being. That's right. <laughs> Mostly as a DM, though. <laughs> and with that, I am done. Okay, Tokus, you're up. All right, I got to finish this one off, don't I? Finish him. Are the other Quagoth anywhere near this one? What's what's kind of the layout? Give me the... Yeah, so they're kind of coming out clustered at the moment. This one's in front. There's another one just behind him in the doorway, and then you can see at least one other one in the room behind him, but you don't have a very clear view. How far are they from us? They were 30 feet from Shaba. Yeah, you're a little closer, so 20 to 25 feet. I do have 25 feet of movement. Could I inch in front of that one and kind of drop a nice pizza-shaped attack and get all three of them? <laughs> pizza-shaped attacks. Gotta <laughs> oh, love them. Yeah. Is it possible? Is it like a nice ice cream cone-shaped? I was going to ask if you meant a whole pizza or just a slice. I think either of them are great shapes for attacks, but... <laughs> True. Well, the three you can see are more or less in a line. So, yes. So, yeah. I think it's a great time for me to... Wait, I still don't have second level spell slots? Come on. What? Oh. What is this, Tokus? It's stronger <laughs> if I do that. What are you, a fighter? <sighs> Come on. Tokus, you're cruising for a pay cut right now. I know. All right, hang on. I have a bardic die. Let's do this. And I'm going to line up a nice... And Tokus starts to clench his fists and charges up. <gasps> Frostfingers! <laughs> Get frosty. Look what I can do, guys. I have this new spell. <laughs> what? That's so cool. Freezing cold blast from my fingertips. 15-foot cone. Uh, each creature in that area must take a constitution saving throw, taking 2d8 cold damage each on a failed save or half as much on successfuls. So this is like burning hands, but with cold? But it does something else that's really cool, Jay. What's that? It slows them? Just you wait. Oh, okay. I wish. It's not that good. The cold (laughs) freezes non-magical liquids in the area that aren't being worn or carried, which is irrelevant to this situation unless one of them, like, was, like, slobbering or spit up. Yeah, Yeah, so as your object interaction, you could carry around a large cask of water, and you could throw it. And spill it in front of their feet, and then cast it. And then it. frost fingers, and then all and, of a sudden they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. "Yeah, <laughs> that seems like a combo that only Thane would never allow." <laughs> yep, true. I think it would be more than an item interaction to make a viable pool for doing that with. Yep. Also, you could just cast grease and have the same effect. Yeah, yeah. But this seems sweeter. All right, so let's roll some <laughs> dice. Uh, oh, oh, each creature in the area make a, a constitution saving throw, please. I, I'm asking the creatures. C- creatures, would you please make... <laughs> would you mind? Excuse <laughs> me, would you mind, kind sirs? So I have one success, two failures. Okay, so half half damage on successes, full damage on failures. Uh, do I roll the damage or do you? Mm-hmm. You roll you two roll you. I roll the damage. All right, I'll grab another D8. Heck yeah, dude. All right, for the first quag, uh, ooh, seven and seven. Wait, what am I doing? Hang on, how, how does this... Uh, you roll damage once, and then it applies to everything. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, well then, that's awesome. Uh, but how does that, how does, how do I apply Brian's damage die? Oh, that's true. You can do that. If, if you want to add it. I intended to. I didn't understand how it works. Yeah. Then you just roll it. Do I just add the bardic die? Yep. Okay. 
Well, actually. Is that attack rolls? Is that a single damaging effect? Does it apply to both of them? Yeah, good question. We need to look into that, yeah. Maybe it doesn't work on AoE attacks. Did we look into this? It all depends on how it's worded. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I won't roll just yet. It's still a solid attack. I mean, that's 14 damage on all three of Well, two of them. So while we're looking that up, we've got a quick royal decree. Uh, this one's going to be a little bit different from the usual way we do royal decrees because we don't have a like a specific script to read from. So we're just going to do it as like a general shout out. Uh, by the way, one of our fringe benefits for patrons who hit a certain level of lifetime support is a free royal decree. And that's where this one comes from. So if you'd like to gain access to special perks in our growing library of bonus content, which is a perfect complement to our show, it is a must for any diehard fan of the DGP. Please do check us out and consider becoming a member of the Sapphire Saber by visiting patreon.com slash damage guild. So here goes. Patron and friend of the show, old timer, would like to express how much he loves and is proud of his two sons, Brandon and John. Old Timer says, They make me proud because they stick to their core values and have each other's back. They also live together and still don't want to kill each other, lol. They enjoy video games and playing D&D with me. That's awesome. Uh, Though they seem rather childish at times for being 22 and 26, they really step up to the plate when life demands that they mature for that particular situation. They are the best things in my life that I've had a part in making. I will be forever thankful to their late mother for the gift that she gave me. Very nice. Love to see it. Wonderful sentiment there. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. So thanks, old timer. That's, that's great to hear. It's awesome. Add the number rolled as a bonus to the hit points regained or the damage dealt. And they, you choose a target affected by the spell. So it can be a group thing, but you only affect one target. Can I make it affect one of the targets that took full? damage or do i not get to know that you get to choose who took half do we know or we don't am i not supposed to know that information i don't think you know at this point okay well (laughs) roland i think this is how i want to use this die go for it all right an additional five damage at one of the quagoths if if i can't choose and if i can choose the one that's closest to us that one's already about to die yeah oh is it It might not be a good idea to blow such a big attack on them okay i want to the next Quagoth that I can see. The one that's not as, like, far in the doorway. It's an extra five damage. Paint them up with some extra, <laughs> extra little frost fingies. Yeah. Light them up. They call me, they call me King Cold. <laughs> okay, no, nobody's ever called me that, but they're, they're gonna start calling me that. <laughs> they will, someday. Yeah, someday. Are you up in melee with that closest guy? Uh, no, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't want to give myself disadvantage. So you stayed a little bit back? Yeah. Okay. All right. There's no disadvantage there because it's a saving throw. Oh, on cone attacks? Oh, okay. Right. It's a saving throw instead of an attack roll. It's a saving throw, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So so let me, let me get in there, actually. Let me get in <laughs> there, into the fray. That's why I really needed a spell like this, because I'm a melee character. Mm, yeah. I really needed a spell <laughs> like this, so I finally have one. Frost fingers. <laughs> I will cast you often. Yeah, and it's a 15-foot cone, so I think you'd have to get right up next to the first one in order to hit the three in a row. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I can make you guys like a slushy or a snowball. You ever had a snowball? No, but I would love one. Do you know what it is? I didn't know this until recently. A snowball? It's not a snow cone. It's different. What is it? Okay. So a snowball, it's weird. It's like something that people like around where I'm living right now. Apparently, it's a combination snow cone with like marshmallow. Oh, yeah. I have had that. It's pretty amazing. Huh. You liked it? Yeah. It's delish. Weird. Shaba, I'll make you one after this fight if we survive. Wow, okay. Thanks. With my with my frost gauntlets. That oh, nice. Awesome. Yeah, well, how did, uh, wh- where did this come from, by the way? I shout as we're battling Quagoths. This new ability. Oh, I've just been had some time to, like, tinker with the gauntlets, and I've found a way to engineer, like, these air ducts, and they super freeze the air and just <laughs> little fans. Wow. That's really cool. Yeah. What's a fan? You would use a spell slot for little old me? Um, <laughs> if it. Maybe we'll have to do the snow cones when it's peace times. <laughs> okay. Maybe. We'll save them for then. So you unleash your cold blast, and the wounded Quagoth freezes and collapses to the ground. Nice. Oh, does he, like, break into a million pieces? <laughs> it's not that cold. <laughs> yes, that would be so awesome. I imagine I'm, like, the sub-zero of D&D right now. Mm-hmm. Yep. Or the Mr. Freeze. The ones behind it are frosty and covered with snow that complements their already white fur. Yeah. And it is my turn. Oh, no. 
A wild thane appears. The Kragoths shuffle out of the room and surround you, Tokus. That's not good. <laughs> you count a total of four of them. There's one right in front of you, and then the other two kind of fan around behind you, so they're flanking. And then another one stands a little bit back, still partially in the doorway. Oh no. Uh oh. That's the, the one. Casta. That is the one. Bring down the beast! (laughs) The first thing that happens as they begin to fan out around you is your armor starts getting uncomfortably warm. Oh no. Oh no! (laughs) Uh, uh, no! It's feeling a little toasty in here, but I just released the cold. Oh no. This is really bad. You're gonna have to cast that spell on yourself. You take 15 points of fire damage as your armor scalds your flesh. Dude, that's not something you can drop with an item interaction either. I know, right? Think of Aki for leather armor. (laughs) The other three also make their attacks against you. Uh, Let me know. I may have some reactions to spend. Effects. I will respond. (laughs) Thane, was there a moment when you would have told me the damage type? Because I could have absorbed elements to that last attack, and it may have been correct to do so. Is it something that's fire-based and absorbable? It's fire damage. You could absorb it. That sounds absorbable. It is with absorb elements, as I recall. You only get one reaction, and you're about to be attacked by three other guys, so pick what you want to do. Guys, what do you think? Should I try to have resistance to that fire attack that just happened, or... It was 15 damage, so you save yourself a guaranteed seven. Yeah. And deal a little bit of extra damage on his next attack. That's pretty good. Also, you don't get to use this spell often enough. Yeah, that's D. Seven damage to be removed is pretty good. It's a pretty good ROI, I would say. The other option is I can shield myself for these three incoming attacks. Oh, that's a big deal. Yeah. Don't you have to choose which attack to shield against, though? No, shield lasts for the whole round. It's the whole round. The shield spell, yeah. Oh, that's right. That's the armor class boosting one? Yeah, that's a big deal. Yeah, okay. I get five more AC? Yes. Yeah, that's <laughs> Yeah, I would do that good. one. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so your AC is 25 at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, oh I am going to use God. shield. I might as well. I mean, I guess uh, I could wait till the first one hits me, though. Can't you use it? Well, it's 20 boosted up to 25. No, but I mean, I can wait until you tell me if you hit, and then I can shield. You can? Yeah. True. Yeah, I can wait. Oh. Okay, well, wait as long as... Just like just like MTG, wait as long as you possibly... Yes. Yeah, wait to the last second. Yes. Yep. Two attacks miss you. A third one hits, but they're each attacking you twice. So... Oh. There's going to be more attacks coming? Yeah. Then just just do it. Just shield it up. Uh, I'll shield on the one that hits me. Okay. That's another spell slot, guys. I'm down to one spell slot already. <laughs> oh, in fact, the shield actually says, casting time, one reaction, which you take when you are hit by an attack or targeted by yeah. a nice. magic missile. Lovely. Interesting. All right. So the three of them are surrounding you and clawing and pummeling you, and at the last moment, you hold up your shield and block all of their attacks and just fend off everything coming your way. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Wow. Amazing. Some kind of hero or something. Eh, Don't get ahead of yourself. Okay, sorry. Delusions of grandeur. (laughs) I need you guys to drop these enemies real quick, because I can't keep this up much longer. I'll save my last spell slot for more defensive stuff. Cool. Sounds good. Yeah. I'll do what I can. But it just seemed like such a sweet time to use the frost fingers. You can't blame me for that. No, not at all. It's a frosty time indeed, Tokus. Frosty time indeed. I do have a free hex slot left. The AoEs always work best when they're bunched up at the start, you know, because then they start spreading you out. And... Right. It looks like I recharged my free Misty Step. Is that true? On my character sheet. Did we take a rest? I think we took a long rest, didn't we? Yeah, I'm pretty sure you did. We definitely took a short rest. I don't know about yeah. long. I think we did take a long rest. Okay. Oh, no, you're right. We did, yeah. Yeah. Long rest. I mean, you took a lot of hits in that other place, so you wanted to be recharged before coming here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I've got all my free free spell slots as well. Yeah, I've got my stones endurance, so... Nice. Aslo. I am going into combat with my default setup, which is my crossbow in my right hand and my one of my short swords in my left. So I will fire off a shot at the Quagoth on the left of Tokus from where I am. That is an 18 to hit. Hit. For uh, eight piercing. Nice. Did you remember to use uh, Bardic Mark? Bardic Mark. Uh, by that, do you mean Blade Flourish? Oh, I, I was just making up a spell. Oh, okay. <laughs> but you could do that, couldn't you? I will use Blade Flourish, yeah. Ooh. Oh, yeah. 
So I get plus 10 to my speed, and I can spend a Bardic Inspiration die and add an extra 3 damage to that guy, and then... Wait, does extra attack work for you when you're ranged attacking, Brian? It does, actually, yeah. Sick. Yeah. (laughs) You are a powerful warrior now. And then I will use the mobile flourish. Push the target away from you, an amount equal to 5 plus the Bardic Inspiration die, so that's a total of 8 feet. And then... I guess I haven't moved yet, but yeah, I will, uh, I'll push that guy away. Eight feet. Which is the flourish that adds to your armor class? Uh, defensive flourish. Defensive flourish. Okay, and that's, you roll the Bardic Inspiration die and it adds that much. Mm-hmm. Wow, man. Yeah, until the start of your next turn. So you could have like a pseudo shield. Yeah, it's true. Really easily. <laughs> so you take a shot and Quagoth staggers backwards from the blow. It's pushed basically up to the wall. This is as I'm charging forward, by the way. And then I will drop my crossbow, which swings by my new tether that's attached to my armor. <laughs> a leather tether. I'll draw my short sword with my right hand and then get in my one other attack with my left hand. Wait, you have another attack? Yeah. What? I thought you shot twice. No, I only shot once. Um, he only has one crossbow. Yeah, yeah, this is awesome. Okay, cool. You also can't load a crossbow with your other hand holding a sword? Yeah, true. You're like a regular witch hunter, so you were like, and then you're running forward to slice him up. (laughs) Yeah, man. Yeah, I gotta say, just that simple leather thong rivals any of Tokus' inventions for utility and usefulness. (laughs) Just being able to not have to drop your crossbow, it's like, awesome. uh, It helps. (laughs) Some of my finest work. (laughs) So now, which we talked about in our bonus episodes, by the way, available on Patreon. I will run up and hit the one on the right with my sword. That's a 17 to hit okay. for six damage. And that ends my turn. You give it a nice stab in the arm. Sweet. Stripey. Okay, Stripey would like to flank with either Tokus or Asla, whoever's closest or easiest to get into flanking with. Mm, Tokus. Stripes will get a 15 to hit. Hit. Four. That's kind of low. Um, eight damage. Alright. Then guys, should I go after the caster? Should I just start shooting at the caster? Yeah. It's probably a good idea. Okay. The caster definitely has cover because he's got like five guys in front of him. Mm. Can I move to a point where I can see him? Like can I start slicing the pie one way left or right? If you shift it around to the side you would get at best partial cover. So minus two to hit because he's back in the doorway if you go to the side, or else he's behind the enemies if you go from the front. This sounds like this is really clustered. Is this, like, theoretically, let's say Shaba was to have some sort of direct damage arcing attack, charges, if you will, on a weapon. Yeah, how, yeah. How, would how, how would that How would that work? If he was to, like, line up several Quagoths. As far as, like, say that there were, like, a way to line up more than one Quagoth with the caster, how many would I potentially be able to get in a single line from my understanding right now is like they're essentially in a line horizontally and the caster is behind them so yeah he's like the quarterback and they're like the offensive lineman yeah so i think only one other quagoth but like hitting two enemies is still better than one yeah the way they fanned out you could get one other quagoth or you could get all the quagoths both the ones that are on tokus and hit tokus mm. oh <laughs> Mm. <laughs> I like the option where hitting Tokus is a thing. No, I'm just kidding. Um, what about if I like go out to the side? Are they in a line where I could like get them? Uh, no, they're they've been spread out that way, especially after the push. I would go for the one plus the caster, right? Yeah. What would you say? I think so. No, that's exactly what I was advocating for because that means not shooting the tank. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, ooh, who's marked for you? Isn't he dead? The dead guy is marked, yeah. So, so I can mark the caster. You could. Yeah. In fact, I will do that as a bonus action. Mm, an excellent choice. So then what is my... So it's a minus two to hit the caster, you said? These aren't beasts, are they? Yeah. They're beasts? No, no, they're not beasts. <laughs> yes, <laughs> minus two. Oh. Yes, minus two. Okay. Sorry. No to beasts. All right. I'm going to line up the uh, shot to go through the one dude and uh, lightning it up. I'm going to expend a charge. Of the brilliant bow of bolts. Uh, Bojo's bow of bolts? Yep. Okay, I think that's going to do it. That'll uh, be a 16 minus 2 plus 8. That's 22. <laughs> Hit. <laughs> All right. Now, let's see what we got here. Yeah, Shabe, I'm guessing they're probably, like, 
aberrations or abominations or something. Hmm. Not beasts. They're actually humanoids. Oh, really? Huh. If only we could have spoken their language and brought a peace offering and some bananas. <laughs> we still haven't discovered bananas, so there was no hope. Oh, you're right. Yeah. We really have to get to discovering those. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been the appropriate side quest to go on before fighting the Quagoths. <laughs> I bet you can find bananas on the Isles of the Dawn. That's where we should go. That's like a pretty yes, tropical place. Probably. Or at least some sort of strange, exotic, otherworldly fruits. The fantasy world equivalent of bananas. We need to take a quick side quest to the Isles of the Dawn, come right back, save the world. It's only on the other side of the Great Desert. Yeah. Yeah, we'll pick up the crown on the way. What's this about saving the world? That's not even why we're here, Aslo. We're here just to check in. Just for revenge. So the Quagoth in between myself and my target makes a DC 13 dex save. Uh, Failed. All right. So he takes 4d6 lightning, which is 15. Ouch. So wait, 15 free damage because he was in line? Because he was in the line. Oh, and then do I re-roll those so 4d6 good. or do I use that same lightning damage for the guy I'm it's actually the hitting? Same damage. Same. Okay, so 15. So the, the caster takes 26 damage <laughs> and then I take 5 from the lightning. Jeez. Well worth it. Yeah. The damage differential. <laughs> right. Yeah. So 15 on the guy in line, 26 on the caster, and 5 from, from myself. I feel like at this point, Shaba, like, enjoys the lightning jolt that he gets from his bow. Yeah. It's, like, you're starting to turn into some, some kind of, like, masochist, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the association of the pain with causing so much pain to such terrible creatures is, uh, yeah. it's like a, a, one of those terrible, terrible associations that could go very wrong. <laughs> and with that, Stripey will take his follow-up attack. Uh, I think that'll miss. That's a uh, 11 to hit. Missed. All right. And I'm done. We are done. Okay. So the lightning flies across the room and strikes the Kragoths. And Tokus, your arm is a little bit singed as it goes right next to you. <laughs> oh, sorry about that. But in return for that, the rest of your body is no longer so singed. Oh. Oof. You're still feeling the after effects of the heat, but yes. the armor's beginning to cool down. Failed the old con check. <laughs> Thank Kavaki. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, brother. <laughs> and I don't even believe in him. <laughs> oh, yeah. Maybe you'll make a believer out of me one day, Shava. Maybe. Tukus, your turn. Yeah, I don't know what to do, to do guys. Uh, how many do I have around me? There's one in front of you, one on your right. And that's it at the moment. I think you just go for the berserker, right? You just put on two boxing gloves, you hold your arms outstretched, and you spin in a circle. <laughs> could I Could I get close to more without incurring reactions? No. no. Okay. All right. Welp, there are multiple enemies, so maybe a green flame? No, I should probably just double attack here. Um, you said the one in front of me is looking pretty wounded? Uh, the one on your right was struck by lightning. All right, I'm going to hex that one. Hex. Hex. Hex, 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 hex. What the hex? What What the hex? hex? What the hex? (laughs) Does a 16 hit? Yes. Fantastic. Hex, yeah, duh. (laughs) We're throwing out all the hex comedy in this episode. (laughs) That is 11 physical, 3 necrotic. All right. You turn and stab it with your sword as the dark energy flows through and mingles with the residue of the lightning, oh. and the Quagoth collapses in a heap of sizzling black. Ooh, nice. ah, I will use my bonus... Wait, I can't. I can't move the hex the same turn that I use it, can I? Um, Dang it. I think it's a bonus action to move it? It's a bonus action to cast and a bonus action to move. Oh, yeah. And it's a right. bonus action to move. So, no. That's okay. I'll move it later. I'm going to attack the other guy. You've got time. With my extra attack. That is probably a hit. That's a 20. Not a natty. A normie. Good news is, you had a lot of effects on your turn. Ooh, max on the damage die. 12 damage. You realize now we have to make another emoji for the Discord server that's just this exact same thing as Natty Twenzo that just says Normie Twenzo, because that's now canon. Normie Twenzo. <laughs> it's like a really sad-looking <laughs> D20. Right. It's like a 20. It's like pretty good, but like not super like, great. Yeah, it's okay. So yeah, so if someone does something and you're like, well, that's all right. You just say Normie Twenzo. <laughs> Normie Twenzo. <laughs> We just like anthropomorphize a D twenty. Like he has arms and legs, and he's just kind of like kind of sad looking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah some uh, sort the, of like just shrugging. Yeah, 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 yeah that's the that's the normie. So it's, like the, it's the Thane sigh emoji, but it's just a die a D twenty instead of Thane's head. 
<laughs> which Thane is doing right now, actually. <laughs> yeah, I was just brushing the hair. Yeah, I think everybody just wants to like add to the emojis from Thane. I know. <laughs> uh, so great. Okay. <laughs> uh, focus, people. All right, that's my turn. The one standing in the doorway pulls an Aslo on you and also splits off into many images. Oh, yeah. This is the first time I saw it. This is who I learned it from. Oh, that's right. (laughs) All those many weeks ago. Yes. I'm pretty sure he taught you that spell. Could we just use an area of effect attack to blast all the images? Well, the Kaigath also... As it splits off into many images, withdraws backwards into the cafeteria area. Mm. Of course he does. That jerk. Wait, so he left his images or he left with the images? The images go with him. They all move together. Uh, Each of you is going to have to have a duel to the death with each of him. And the remaining two move up. One of them attacks Aslo. Let's see. So when targeted by an attack, roll a d20 to divert the attack to a duplicate. So you do that now? I think so. He's attacking you twice. All right. Let's see. Yeah, this is the first we've used it. Or the first I've used it. Uh, 19. So that is that counts. So the first one will go toward a duplicate. And the second one uh, is a five. So it will go to me. Well, the first attack hits and one of your images is dispelled. The second attack, however, misses. All right. Good. So you are safe. Sweet. How much longer do your images have? Another six rounds. Nice. So there's there's a question. Would we wait until we see if the first image goes away for me to roll for that second attack? Just in the future, you mean? I mean, it didn't matter in this case, but... Yeah, because each attack would be targeting whoever's around at the time. Okay, cool. Mirror image doing its thing. It's a sweet spell. Wish, wish I could have learned it. <laughs> I wish Murney passed that Says on the to one me, but I don't know second level... For crying out loud. <laughs> I don't know second level spell slots. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's because you can have armor class 25. Yeah. The other Quagoth attacks Stripey. Stripey, no. Am I close to Stripey? We are flanking with Stripey. I, I'm close enough to Stripey to impose disadvantage. Um, actually, you're not. Yeah, because you're flanking, that means there's a monster in between you. Oh, could I have protected Brian? Maybe. I forget where I am exactly. No, not quite. I'm useless. <laughs> Why did I ever take this fighting stance? It's not a fighting stance. It's a it's a wimpy stance. <laughs> no, that stance has done a lot of work. Yeah, that's it's, this is a very good stance. I'm glad that yeah. I switched fighting styles. <laughs> Stripey is clawed once <gasps> and takes eight points of slashing damage. No. Stripey, Stripey, no. Stripey, boy. Wait, what am I saying? Good job, Quagoths. <laughs> you <laughs> yes, do your worst. <laughs> yeah, d- Dark Tokus comes out. Tokus's eyes start glowing purple. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I didn't mean to say that out loud. I felt, felt kind of nice. It's okay. We all knew you were thinking it. <laughs> uh, moving on. Azo's turn. All right. I will circle around to the one that was struck by lightning and attack that one. That one's down. There's the one in front of you that was formerly in front of Tokus, and then there's the one attacking Stripey. I will uncharacteristically turn and attack the one that's attacking Stripey. Uh, That would be a natural two on the die, so... You can't actually get to that one anyway, unless you want to take an attack. There's one in between. Stripey is all the way in front of you near the door. I'll just... That's fine. I'll just attack the other one. That is going to be a miss there, and... Don't think there's anything I can do about that. So I will swing with my other sword. 18 plus 6, 24 to hit, and 5 piercing damage. So you stab it in the chest, and it lets out another loud roar. (laughs) Don't these guys howl? Do they roar? I'm sure they roar as well. They probably roar and growl and howl. Maybe I should expand my vocabulary of monster and animal noises. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And I think I will end my turn there. They, they bellow. They play the bellows. Yeah. Do you have extra attack? Uh, as a College of Swords bard, yes. Then you should use that. Oh, yeah. You should, like, attack again. I should probably <laughs> use that. You're still getting used to this, aren't you? I am getting used to that. I can attack three times per turn, not oh just two. Goodness. That's right, because of the And that's because hand. of the... Yeah, that's crazy. Extra attack plus two weapon fighting. Uh, yep. So 17 to hit, hit for eight damage. And your second attack with your short sword brings down the Quagoth in front of you. Ooh, yes. all right. 
test. Remembering how your character works, or more specifically, having the DM remind you how your character works, is awesome. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, as a fist bump, and then I fire one of my boxing glove arrows at him. <laughs> I hold up my <laughs> fist right in time for it to bump it. Yeah, and it just hits off and falls to the ground. Awesome. <laughs> it is at this moment that you hear a door slam open against the wall behind you. What? And you see two more Quagoths emerging from another room on the opposite side of the hall. Oh, no. I knew it couldn't have been that easy. (laughs) Sweet cripes. And they charge towards Shaba. Since you're in the back. That side was where we uh, found the books and the relics, I believe. Okay. Uh, No, that room is actually right next to the eating area. These ones are coming from... From the place where they were all sleeping? Where you had all of those little niches in the wall. Yeah, the little... Okay, gotcha. Mm. So, charge and attack. And you are hit three times. Oh, jeez. Let's go with the stone's endurance here. I think you can wait until you hear the damage, right? Yes, as a reaction, I can reduce the damage dealt. So let's hear the first. Okay, so you take five damage. Um, nah. And then you take six damage. Mm, yeah, I'm going to do that one. <laughs> okay, so I shrug off all of it. Nice. All right, and then you take another four. Okay, sweet. So nine. So nine total. Good choice. <laughs> Stripey. The Stripe Father. There's still one between him and Tokus? Not anymore, no. No? There's one behind him closer to the doorway. It's the one that got pushed back and then ran up and attacked Stripey. Okay, gotcha. All right, then he'll run over to that one and try and hit it try and claw it and that's gonna be a 14 to hit hit okay for 10 damage all right it's your turn hmm what do i do here guys what Hmm. do i do so you're in melee with those guys huh both of them yes i am both of them uh do you own any melee weapons I do. I own a short sword. <laughs> it might be correct for him to disengage, though. So rarely comes up. Yeah, yeah. it's true. This almost never happens. Um, yeah, you think it's correct <laughs> for me to disengage? It might be. You just yeah, you took some damage. Um, but the nice thing about you attacking is stripey will, right? Right. So yes. Yeah, I dropped my longbow, my bow, my magical, awesome bow that I love so much, and I'll swipe one with a short sword. Oh, okay. So not disengaging swing yeah yeah but the advantage here brian is that stripey gets to attack yeah stripey gets that second attack ah okay so i think it's worth it in this oh instance. that my friends is a netty twins what, what? your third You're one of the night. third one of the night in like an hour oh, so rigged heck yeah dude well, that, that was with the other die i rolled the other two netty twins on this copper and black one this is on the gold no, i mean i believe one. you jay i know you well enough to believe you uh, you know but it's also incredulous that you would roll this many crits, and I, I, I want some crits for myself. <laughs> All right, so this is a D6. All right, so obviously I'm marking this dude. I always forget to mark him, but the one that I'm attacking, if I have Hunter's Mark active... Oh, I got hit, so I have to roll concentration You have first. to roll con. Yeah. Uh, I fail, so never mind. <laughs> All right, so he'll take six damage, and then Stripey will follow up. Uh, okay, that's a 22 for Stripey to hit for uh, 8. And we are conclusivo. Yeah, so that's a healthy turn, 14 damage. Yeah, not bad. So the one that Stripey is eating is barely still standing, but it is up. Mm. And Tokus, there's no one immediately next to you. Okay, I got an idea here, guys. What if I shot the one that Stripey's engaged with and then run to help Shaba? I mean, Shaba's cool with that plan. Why don't... You You could just run to help Shaba in general, and I could help Stripey finish this one off. You're going to finish that one? Oh, that's true. You're, like, yeah. super flexible and stuff, and you could literally just... Couldn't you, or could, or can't you? Actually, I'm more flexible in this scenario because you've already shot your crossbow. Yeah, true. So maybe I should just shoot him and pop... Yeah. Yeah, do that. Change change of maneuvers, but I think your point still stands. I think you can be flexible in like, but I think in this case I should just shoot that one and then run over and help. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think so. At least so my reaction will be helpful for Jay. Um, let's see here. You have the potential of dropping two of them in one turn if you do really well. Yes, and I'm going to try. <laughs> that, it's my time. 
to shine. Oh, that's a twenty. A natty twenty. I really rolled it. Tane's just like, what is happening? All right, let me roll some damage. I seem to remember more than six or seven Quagoths being in here last time. But maybe it just seemed like a lot because we were getting so smashed by them. Mm-hmm. We were definitely getting smashed. Here we go. Two. Yeah. Wait a minute. How many D10 do I roll in this case? Do I roll four D10s? Say what? Because it's a Firebolt's 2D10 now. Yeah, you roll four Ooh. D10s. This Yikes. is overkill. <laughs> uh, I wish I'd used this on the other enemy. <laughs> All right, so that's 18 so far, 20, 28 plus. Uh, I had my spellcasting mod, don't I? Or no, I don't. No, I think it's just the dice. It's just the dice. Yeah, yeah. so 18, uh, 20, tw- 28 fire. 20. Holy oh, nice. It could have been more. Smoke. Okay, <laughs> so you fire off one of your vials and it explodes right on the guy's face. Oh, do I finally kill Stripey? <laughs> Does he get involved in this inferno? <laughs> Jay's like, what are you saying, Sean? Stop, shut up. No, I, I fully expect you to say things like that. No. <laughs> so the Quagoth bursts into flames. Despite being frozen in ice only moments ago, it is now lying on the ground in a charred heap. Yes. Yeah, Frostfire Mage thing going yeah. on. <laughs> nice. Stripey starts eating it. Tokus does one of those where he like shoots it and then turns around and starts walking towards Shaba and then like behind the him. Slow motion. Yeah. There's this huge explosion. He's just like walking slowly, like not even checking to see if it yeah. hit the target. He's just like walking on over to Shaba. He just takes the show. Brought it down to negative 25 hit points. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, I'm going to move my hex from that other corpse from earlier to the closest uh, Quagoth to me, and I'm going to go after that Quagoth. We're having Quagoth burgers for dinner tonight, baby. Ha yeah. <laughs> ha, like a Quagoth to a flame. <laughs> oh, nice. that's a good That's a good title. one. Hey. That's a good one. You co- you be cooking that one up? Oh, yeah, that one's actually been mm-hmm. sitting on the list. Yeah. Take it, take him to the barbecue. <laughs> All right, so let's, let's make it so that I want, uh, if possible, I would like Tokus's position to be five feet within Shaba. Okay. You can make it there. Even if it sacrifices flanking, I just I just need to be near my friend. Shaba, I'm coming. Thanks, Togus. I really need you right now. And uh, did the hex go through? Did I switch targets? Yeah. All right. And uh, I guess I'll be finito. I'm here, Shaba. <sighs> Everything's going to be all right. Thank goodness. I don't know what to do with myself in melee. I feel like I'm just swinging this wildly, just hoping that I hit something. <sighs> That's okay. That's... That's not why we have you in the party. That's true. It's not my prime directive. We've got melee overcovered, yeah. compensated for. <laughs> we need somebody to be ranged. By the way, speaking of um, goat ball, which we were not talking about, at all, <laughs> <laughs> got a very, very brief uh, listener mailbag. Nice segue this week. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Just to learn really... how to do segues. It's hard. Right. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't even know what a segue is, honestly. By the way, let me insert this totally random yeah, and unrelated. I definitely yeah. know what non sequiturs are. Um, so we got a very brief listener mailbag for you this week. I just thought that this was an interesting um, uh, note from a listener that we got. Uh, Seth Hastings, which is not the same Seth as the Seth we all know and love, King Seth, a.k.a. Court Jester Seth. Supreme Imperial, Imperial Court Jester Seth. A.k.a. Viscount of this land, etc., etc. Although you might know him by many other names. In any case, Viscount. I'm sure this other Seth, uh, Seth Hastings, would be someone we could all grow to love once we got to know him. Anyway, he writes, uh, I don't know if it has actually ever been mentioned um, on the show, but there is an actual goat ball that exists in real life. It is called Kok Boru. On Netflix, you can see goat ball in action if you watch the show Home Game. It is the Kok Boru episode. So very interesting trivia for you there. All you Netflix subscribers, go check that out because it's a real life allegory to goat ball which we actually play in our tales of grisanth campaign which is the bonus campaign we are doing for our patreon steel patrons yes on patreon patreon.com slash damage killed that's right it's pretty cool we each take turns being the dungeon master and we also rolled up all new characters spoiler i'm i'm a dragon kin I keep getting that wrong. I'm a dragon prince. Born. Dragon born. Dragon born. <laughs> dragon prince. Born of the dragon. <laughs> yes. Dragon born. And we are now live streaming that campaign. So if you are a steel member of the guild, then you can watch us. 
play that while we're playing, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, you get to see us in the digital flesh. Yeah. So once again, that's patreon.com slash damage kill. Coming to a theater near you. True story. Coming to a computer or smartphone device in your pocket. Heck yeah. <laughs> Aslo. Yes? You see the caster, Quagoth, moving around. He, he shifts to the side in the mess hall just to get enough of a view towards you. Mm. And you need to make a wisdom save. Oh, do I? 